You're listening to the 49 Carats Podcast, a 49ers goldmine production with Stephanie Sanchez. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another edition of the 49 Carats Podcast. I'm your host, Steph. It is Sunday. uh, No, Sunday. uh, It's Monday, October 23rd. And the 49ers, well... They kind of screwed the pooch here on Monday Night Football against the Vikings. We have a lot, a lot to unpack about this loss. And man, I mean, who better to do it with than fellow friend Andrew Pasquini? Andrew, I'm not even going to ask you how you're doing today. You're probably doing just as well or badly as I am. But I mean, what if you had to describe what you just saw using one word, like what would that word be? A very long hyphenated word. (laughs) <laughs> are we sure the 49ers are Super Bowl contenders? And that's just all one hyphenated word. Uh, this is why I don't like to do these instant reaction podcasts because I think my fan side comes in a little more. I like to do my, you know, 24 hour and wait. Uh, yeah, the 24 hour and wait thing to make sure I'm calm. But yeah, the instant thought is uh, it's, sorry, I, I broke the one word rule, Steph, uh, which I tend to do. We, we tend to go long on these podcasts. My fault, not yours at all. Uh, is is like, is this a Super Bowl team? So disappointment. Let's say that one word disappointment. Because yeah. I, I, the way I said it to you before the show is the Niners just put together a, a performance they put last week. They just don't have the excuse of facing the best defense in the league this week. Yeah, exactly. And as we were talking about right before we went live, they largely looked the same as they did last week. And look, I know that Trent Williams and Debo Samuel were out. Of course, there's some impact made by those guys not being out there. But I want to talk about the defense really quickly. The Minnesota Vikings, who were 2-4 and going into this game, by the way, they had... 452 yards of offense in this game way more than they had given up like what was the previous high Andrew like you could probably pull that up rather quickly but I mean I, I just haven't seen anything like it it's one thing for it to be a blip on the radar last week. You know, we kind of chalked it up as, you know, this it's just a one game kind of thing. They're going to, they're going to come back. They're going to look like a better team this week. I did not recognize the team that played on the field. I did not recognize this defense that played on the field tonight. And what's concerning for me is that it's looking like a Steve Wilkes problem Mm -hmm. to me. Because this is largely the same defense that D'Amico Ryans had at his disposal last season, Mm -hmm. right? Aside from maybe just a couple, I mean, really just the defensive line, a couple, Isaiah Oliver and... Okay, whoever's opposite. Devon Hargrave. I mean, like, yeah. and that's an upgrade, mind mm-hmm. you, Andrew. That's an yeah. upgrade. So he should be doing just mm-hmm. about the same or better. And we saw we saw the corners get cooked today, and yep. that's supposed to be his forte. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the secondary is supposed to be his forte. So what is happening here that w- what we're seeing of this defense, they're looking as bad as they are. Uh, well, I think, well, first of all, to answer your question, 386 is the previous high the Niners have allowed this season. Uh, that was the Rams week two. Tonight was the most yards they've given up since week 16 last year against the Raiders when they gave up 500. Uh, so, so it's, it's, it's been a while, uh, but it's, 
It's definitely a concern because, like you mentioned, the secondary struggling. And I know the big play was the what was it, sixty-yard touchdown to Addison at the end of the half. That that was the play that really felt like the game was was done to me. But I'm really concerned by the lack of pass rush, and, and it's not necessarily the pressures. Um, Next Gen Stats credited the 49ers with 18 pressures. That number is probably going to be different from PFF tomorrow. But the 49ers didn't record a sack. And I I tend to be more pressures over sacks. I tend to value pressures over sacks way more just because pressures, not saying sacks can't force turnovers, but pressures tend to create turnovers a bit more because with sacks, you you can really only force a fumble. Pressures, you can maybe force a you know fumble, you force an interception, all that stuff. But man, zero sacks. And, and now the Niners are probably, what, 20th in the league in terms of most sacks in the NFL. I, Maybe it is a Steve Wilkes thing in terms of the secondary. You watch more tape than I do, Steph. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you that credit. I'm gonna put that crown on you. But man, to me, for a team that because I always go back when I think about the Niners defensive issues, I go back to 2019. And when you remember that in 2018, the 49ers had two interceptions. I think we've talked about, I think I mentioned this every time I'm on this podcast stuff, but the Niners in 2018 had two interceptions. So what do they do? They addressed their entire defensive line. They didn't change anybody in the secondary in 2019. And we saw that jump. So mm -hmm. seeing Charvarius Ward being a big spender last off season in the secondary is kind of a shock because they never really invest in the secondary. But now the question is, is like, they don't have much secondary depth right now. Isaiah Oliver not playing great. The pass rush isn't getting there. Do you address the secondary or do you address the pass rush at this point? Well, this, that's my pro that's my problem with like. But now, but that brings saying, your question to yeah, because it's Steve like ev saying. everyone is like, we need an edge rusher. Do we like? This is the same defensive line, largely, that we had last year, and Hargrave should be an upgrade as well. They're, mm -hmm. for some reason, they are not getting the same amount of production as they were last year, and that's a problem. So if you add a Brian Burns, if you add another uh, Daniel Hunter, um, whoever, yeah. will that fix the problem? They added Randy Gregory. That looked promising. I mean, he still had some good plays here. You mentioned the pressures. They are getting the pressures. They're not getting the sacks. They're not getting home. Oh. And, like, part of that is, like, well, I've been excusing it as saying, like, you know, the quarterbacks are getting the ball out quickly. They are. Today, Kirk Cousins hung in there very well. I don't know. It, something has to give, though. Like, I, we need to see some production out of this defensive line at some point. Well, you know, it, it's, 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 you got to start questioning Nick Bosa at some point, right? Because he's getting the pressures. That's totally fine, but he's not on a rookie contract anymore. The yeah. pressures aren't working anymore. It, it needs to be finishing those plays. And, and that's what we're not doing. To, to, I guess, you know, I saw, I saw more sacks from him in the Skims uniform today than a 49ers uniform. And that's a problem. And, and I don't, I, I, I just, I don't know what the issue is. As I said, you watch more film than I do Steph. And, and so I, I just, I, I, I just don't know why this, this defense, and maybe it is the concern of, well, Cleveland Farrell and Drake Jackson haven't necessarily been clicking. Randy Gregory's looked decent in two games with the 49ers. Maybe it's somebody across from Nick Bosa. But 
the Niners didn't sign Javon Hargrave to be the best player on this defensive line. They paid him to be the second best. They paid him to be a complimentary piece to Nick Bosa. And when he is outperforming Nick Bosa, that maybe this is a rich person problem where you have somebody outperforming Nick Bosa on your line, but he's supposed to be in compliment. Like it, it would be better if we were talking about, well, Hargrave's better than Bosa, but Bosa has five sacks. Hargrave's just better because he has seven. It's not one of those things. It's it's Hargrave's just better right now. Bosa's non-existent. Um, so so I just I I don't. I don't know how to fix it right now. Maybe give me give me 24 hours. We'll, we'll talk it over. We'll go live again. I'll just be a permanent guest on 49 Carats, and we'll figure it out from there. But right now, it just I, – I just – like it's not even – like I, I can live with physical mistakes. I've always learned like physical mistakes are fine. But the mental mistake of cover zero with Minnesota in minus territory with 16 seconds left and no timeouts – in a situation where they they're probably where you got to keep them in bounds and and prevent a big play and that like that like that's not even like I want to be mad like Ward I I think you can't I, I'm gonna mention Ward on this play because like to me like situationally knock that ball down I know in the moment I I'm not I I sat on my couch in Sacramento California today uh, I'm not I'm not gonna tell Charvarius Ward how to read a pass you know that that's not my thing but hindsight's 2020 him not batting the ball down sucks and, and really ruins that play now but no help when the only thing that could really because if he, he okay even hypothetically and I'll let you talk Steph I'm sorry I tend to do this and I'm sorry I'm fired up this is why I don't do these lives Steph God is 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 even if he makes that catch with somebody over the middle at the top making that tackle the clock runs out. And Minnesota gets nothing, but there's nobody there. So, so I, I, I have questions. I have concerns, uh, and it's not great. It's not great right now. There, there are a lot of questions like about the situational play calling of the defense, the situational decision making of even some of the players who are on the field. But at the end of the day, I do feel like that falls on the defensive coordinator. And I, like, man, remember when there were people calling for D'Amico Ryans to be fired? It's about to get ugly, Andrew. It's about to get ugly on, like, 49ers Twitter, Um, you know, if this is what Steve Wilkes is going to be putting out there. I think, like, I kind of feel like I was taking the situational stuff and how good D'Amico was at that, like, for granted, like, in the past, right? Because now I'm seeing it unfold, and it's not just about having the good players, you have to be able to know how to use them. You have to be able to know how to coach them. You have to be able to know like what to call at the right time. And I think that's what they're lacking right now, or at least in these last two games um, in which, you know, you've played, I don't know what happened against the Browns. It's not even a really a good offense uh, against, you know, the Vikings. I give credit to, to Kirk. He is a good quarterback despite what people say, Yeah. but still like, I'm just, I, I don't know. Uh, I guess. I don't want to place blame on any one thing because I think this no. this was just like last week a full team loss. I mean, maybe this is our segue to the offense as well. Yeah, three turnovers by the offense today. Um, another. So this is the Christian McCaffrey had a fumble early in the game. That is his second fumble in three games. Yeah, which. That's weird, right? Like that seems like a concern because he <laughs> yes. he had t- he had two fumbles from 2017 to 2022 combined, 
And now mm-hmm. suddenly, like, we're seeing this be a thing with McCaffrey, um, both times in the red zone as well. Like, mm-hmm. who, who knows what how the game would have, you know, panned out had they scored on that drive, right? Um, so that's concerning to me. Brock Purdy, you know, it feels like, and it could be very early, like it's still a small sample size seeing Brock Purdy playing from behind, but it feels like he feels like he needs to do a lot to to win the game when he's playing from behind Ooh. and maybe he's forcing some things. I don't know, Andrew. I'm I, trying to. <laughs> I see. The, the, I'm, that's I'm where trying I, to make sense of it. Well, so you say that, you know, that I say is maybe the magic rubbing off a little bit. I hope not. Is, I hope is, not. You is think this, he's turning into Jimmy Garoppolo is, before our eyes? No, nah, not Jimmy Garoppolo, <laughs> but is this uh, shit? Maybe, I mean, now what I might say might sound worse than Jimmy Garoppolo, oh, but no, but maybe that he is the 256th pick in an NFL draft. Uh, maybe. L- listen, yeah. this, this is very early, but listen, it, it really comes down to kind of like, Kind of like Moody's field goal last week. I'm going to make this comparison here. It's it's everything went wrong for the Niners, but at the end of the day, Moody makes a field goal. Niners are six and zero, oh, and and you know you, you we talk about those negatives that happened last week, but it's in the light of hey, you know they won. Who cares? Uh, he misses the field goal, so things feel a little shakier. Um, everything that happened, everything that happened, Minnesota didn't score. A single point in the fourth quarter. The Niners had, what, three possessions in the fourth quarter? Two possessions in the fourth quarter. Uh, one ending in a field goal and then back-to-back interceptions. Um, I, I would like to say that kicking a 41-yard field, yard field goal is a little easier than leading a touchdown scoring drive. But, I mean, with back-to-back interceptions now and where they were at on the field, the first happening at midfield, the second happening, I believe, at midfield in the 40, now you're talking about, okay, two possessions, you lose by five. You don't even need a touchdown in both those, just two field goals there. And and I know Moody, that's another question within itself, but now Purdy has back-to-back interceptions instead of two field goals, Niners lose, despite everything. So I I don't know if I'm going to be as harsh on Purdy necessarily as Moody for last week. But your defense pitches a shutout in the fourth quarter where you're down eight and you can only muster three points and two interceptions. There, there's there's some questions. And I see the Eve saying, you know, without Debo, I, sure, yeah, without Debo and knowing you can't count on a defensive stop, sure. But I, the offense had Debo last week and it, it looked, well, it looked not the, the same. Game. I mean, not the whole game. I guess that's fair, but I, I'm I'm in the camp. I guess to get it out there, I'm in the camp of I think you you'd rather be missing Debo than McCaffrey. I think I think they're a little repetitive, redundant in this offense. I just I don't know, man. I, I like your spin on it that it's 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 maybe it's just a, it, it is what it is. But this is back to back bad performances for Purdy, and and especially this one being clutch. There's some questions to be asked. Yeah, I like I really hate it for Purdy because I I feel like all of the criticism that he had gotten, I guess like nationally from people who aren't 49er fans was just kind of like unfair, you know, to say he's just a system quarterback, to say like he's only good because of all of these mm-hmm. players he has around him. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, last week he did lead that field goal drive that he got him in position that was great no one's going to remember that unfortunately because jake moody missed the kick this week um 
you know, prime time, everyone's watching and, you know, he throws an interception on what, what, mm-hmm. what looked like a promising drive, right? Like they were, they were moving the ball. Um, so it's just unfortunate for it to go that way for Brock Purdy. Um, mm-hmm. And now like two games in a row with that kind of hanging over his head, um, two straight losses now. So it's going to be interesting to see how he responds. going to be interesting to see how the offense responds. Debo Samuel is going to be out for another week, you mm-hmm. know, and they're, they're going to be playing the Cincinnati Bengals who look like a better team. They're coming off a of bye week uh, as well. So, this it's it's going to be really interesting. It's going to be really tough sledding. I know some people, Andrew, are asking like, did the 49ers peak too early? Like before we went live, we were literally just talking about like we two weeks ago we were talking about man, is this team perfect? Like, is this team capable of going undefeated? They are so good right now. Who can beat them? And then you know, two weeks later, we're here. And as you started. Uh, you know, the show asking, is this even a Super Bowl contending team right now? Yeah, I don't think right now it is. In terms of the the, the peaking too early, I think it's too early to even think about peaking because, I, I mean, you think about it. You want to know the last time the forty here here figure out? You've always said you like having me on for positivity. You know, the last yeah, time the Forty Nine ers lost consecutive games. When. Uh, Atlanta, Kansas City last season, they went on to win their next 16 consecutive regular season games. So good. like, like they're, yeah, that's pretty decent. Uh, maybe there's a little silver lining there, but I, I mean, negative side of Andrew though, is, is one of those two, you can't say one of these two losses came against the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, both were very winnable games. Um, that it is what it is. Uh, my question is, and you mentioned Debo out, and I flip a question to you on your podcast, Steph. Christian McCaffrey plays 100% of the snaps. Week we find out he has a torn oblique. Um, no other running back gets a carry other than Elijah Mitchell. One carry for negative one yard. Uh, is Cardell, Cardell Patterson, Patterson a 49er by the end of this week? <laughs> um, look, first I should ask you why you think Elijah Mitchell maybe only got one carry because I I thought Elijah I, I thought the 49ers liked Elijah Mitchell and even if you don't you have Jordan Mason, you know, who can still run. Uh-huh. Uh, so Cordell Patterson sounds great. I I would love that. It it would he would really come in handy if like Debo Debo and or, you know, Christian McCaffrey were hurt and and they miss a game or something like that, like a game yeah. like this. But what I will say is that Kyle Shanahan, when he has Christian McCaffrey available, he is playing Christian McCaffrey. He's not using anyone else. So I think in this game, you'd probably see, if they had Cordell Patterson hypothetically, like you'd probably see him playing the Debo role, um, right? Which, you know, maybe they can use him that way. But what do you do with him, I guess, when... You know, Debo and, and McCaffrey's healthy. No such thing as too many weapons. Like that, that's where I'm at with it. It is such a low value move. It's the name that's coming to because like the other name low value. The other name that comes to mind is Derrick Henry, but like you're not, I I don't, I don't yeah. respectfully, I don't want to touch that with a 10-foot pole. And, and 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 to come back to your first question with, with Mitchell, I just don't think he doesn't have it anymore. No, I don't think Shanahan trusts him. 
three carries for minus four yards his last two games. His last really big usage was 11 carries for 42 against the Giants. He looks hesitant out there. I had a very hot take early, early in the offseason, or maybe I guess late in the offseason, May, when kind of quotes were going around, and I forget, I'm totally drawing a blank on the 49ers uh, running. Bobby, not Bobby Peters, that's the, who's the 49ers running back coach? It's, um, wow. I'm good at this. 49ers running back coach, Bobby Turner. Not Bobby Turner. No, somebody, somebody was talking about the 49ers offense. It's the guy that got Anthony Lynn. There it is. Yeah. Um, Anthony Lynn was talking about the Niners running backs, and a lot of his quotes were talking about Tyrion Davis Price and um Jordan Mason, but he wasn't talking much about it. I had a I had a hot take in May that that Mason or Mitchell wasn't even making the 53 because of the injuries. And and now mm-hmm. we're talking about another season where he's missed what half the games because of injury. It's just it's I think it's just becoming more painstakingly obvious that Kyle Shanahan doesn't trust anybody in this running back room, not named Christian McCaffrey. And that's an issue because, A, the Niners kind of always prided themselves on running back depth. I I mean, that was the thing we gave them credit for is is all these quote unquote no names who are pretty good in other places now too are good running backs with the Niners. Now they only have one and it doesn't feel like they have anybody they can trust. Like I think Cordero Patterson would be a good like cheap pickup maybe but i i just i don't know like joe buck mentioned the doghouse on espn today at the start and i just feel like this running back room is filled with maybe pre-doghouses because like mitchell's not getting touches but mitchell's not getting touches even though mccaffrey's hurt it's it's weird it's it's weird it's concerning like and to your point bringing up the inefficiency of Elijah Mitchell this season. I mean, that's enough reason to not want him out there. And then you have, uh, you know, Jordan Mason, who has shown some miscues on offense as well. Uh, so there's maybe reason to not trust him either. Yeah. So I agree. Like if Christian McCaffrey did go down with an injury, like you're, you're in trouble, right? Your offense is in trouble. Cordell Patterson would at least, help that a little bit i'd be open yeah. to it i'd be open to it i think right now i don't i don't know what the 49ers need they need more well that's than... that's the question is now right. with this two game losing streak because two weeks ago i would have said yeah man like edge rusher like just kind of clean that spot up a little bit yeah and go but now it's like edge rusher secondary <laughs> another offensive player even though you have a million weapons um <laughs> The offensive, like you need, you need a Daniel Brunskill. The tight that Jason Aponte and I were joking earlier. The Titans are having a fire sell. Daniel Brunskill and Aziz Al Shire are there, like, you know. Um, and we haven't even talked about the the kicker, man. Let's let's talk. Look, I I'm not I'm not letting Jake Moody off the hook here before we we head out. Um, yeah, I I did post a tweet that. Okay, so he missed the first kick. Yeah, fine. You're like, uh, it was like 40 yards, right, or something like that. And and you're thinking, oh god, like he has the yips. Here we go. And then he has the opportunity to kick a was it 50 or 51 yards, mm-hmm. whatever. Very long uh, field goal. I think 55. It was 55 yards. Well, it was 55. 55. That is huge. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Not a lot of kickers could go out there and nail that mm-hmm. at that point after having just missed. So I made the joke. Moody hitting that 55-yarder, that's enough to make the 49ers not call gold at all this week. Mm-hmm. They're like, you know what? He hit it. He's good. What did I tell yeah. you? 
and then we do this all over again next week or the week after that or sometime later in the season. Uh, I don't know if I'm I'm sure that this problem with Moody is going to go away. I hope that it does. He started the season off very strong. Yes. But I, it, it's still a very unsettling feeling for me. He's a kicker. Kickers are always going to be semi uneasy. Like like people like people last week were talking about Robbie Gold missing field goals at the end of games too. But those like those are different to me because he missed them in tie games, so you get overtime to maybe win the game. Uh, which Niners I believe did in both instances. He missed uh, Cincinnati in twenty one and the Vegas Raiders last year. But yeah, I I was I was ready to call it after he missed the forty yard field goal. Because it, it wasn't necessarily that he missed two last week. It was more his reaction after the game. Like you, he, he yeah, looked visibly was shook. Yeah. And for him to go out and miss that 40-yard field goal, it's like, oh, no. Oh, like this, this, is, this is bad. But for as bad as that miss felt, seeing the hit 55-yard field goal feels pretty good. Because if he missed that like that, because uh, now, but so now my question is, is I kind of tweeted it, but now you see the final score. The Niners were down eight before that field goal it was a fourth and six Minnesota 37. What the hell are you trotting your rookie kicker? Who's missed three of his four last kicks down eight and a fourth and six. Go for it. You're in plus territory. And that, hindsight's 2020 now because the Niners didn't score. Right. Like at the moment, like I even I tweeted the 49ers probably should have gone for that. And then I even said probably is a strong word. Uh, But now, you you know, you look at the final score, eight points down eight. Niners choose three. And now there there you go. The East with all our weapons shouldn't be relying. I get that. That's a way to say it. Um, But yeah, I I feel more confident about Moody going forward that he made that 55. That 55-yard field goal is not easy in any context, and it coming off of him missing 304, including a game winner. uh, Seeing that is good. He's a good kicker. It's just – this isn't – I guess guess the best way to put it is, like, if you weren't comfortable with a quarterback taking a Super Bowl roster like Trey Lance as a rookie and, and, and running it, why are you why are you confident with uh, giving a rookie kicker the chance to mess up a, a Super Bowl team like he did last year? That's where I'm at with it. I don't know if we need to go that deep with it, but we'll give Jake Moody credit where it's due. He hit the 55 yarder, so we'll 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 end it with that with a positive. There you go. I see. This is why I have you here, Andrew. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think we we pretty much covered all the points. I'm gonna spend like all week thinking about this game, talking about this game. So it's, not a it's good one. gonna be yeah, it's gonna be a not so fun week of content. But um, you know, here to keep you entertained. So make sure you guys like this video if you have not yet. Make sure you subscribe to the channel if you have not yet. Hey, the 49ers might have lost, but you know, we're we're still we're still happy, right? Like kind like we're they're still a playoff okay, team. Right? Like, yeah, like our they're lives still are okay. a playoff team. Hey, the, bright look at the big picture, people. <laughs> yeah, still a playoff team. Uh hopefully they they can get it, you know, they could get all these issues figured out. Um, you know, back home playing the Bengals. We'll see. Or at least in the bye week. Hey, 
49ers have been pretty good after their bye weeks, so we'll, we'll see what happens after that. But Oh, man, I don't want you even teasing after the bye week because then you're talking to Steph, content, we're ta- content creators, two weeks of three-in-a-row loss talk? I, sure I, I, that? I, if the 49ers have play again like they did these last two games, they're gonna lose against the Bengals. If yeah. they do, I'm not saying they well, unless will. The, unless the Bengals like, play like they have in the first, did in the first few weeks, they, they, ooh, they only looked be... that bad because like Joe Burrow was dealing with his calf injury. Could you, could you imagine? Because I'm sure we're gonna hear. I'm, I'm assuming it's is it is it a CBS game. I'm guessing it's a CBS game. I'm assuming we're going to hear the terms on CBS once or twice of potential Super Bowl matchup. I think it would be funny if the the, the Bengals put right. up one of their week one performances and the Niners put up one of their week six and seven performances. So the, the, the world is gifted with a Super Bowl potential matchup of like a 12 to 10 final. That'd be fun. Oh God. I, I really don't want that. I want the 49ers to get back to their winning ways, preferably yes. scoring 30 points again, preferably beating their opponents by 20 again. Uh, that's what I would like. Uh, but, yeah, uh, we'll we'll see what happens next week. I will be at that game, so they better freaking win. I swear, to, oh, I swear to God. I do have a pretty good record um, when I when I go to games. They, I've only seen one loss, and it was a playoff loss. So my regular season record is good. All right, undefeated go. when I'm in the building. So, well, there hey, you go. We I like see. it. We like <laughs> yeah, it. like we, we like those chances, right? Andrew, I, I appreciate you coming on. Um, you know, after after this loss, I do appreciate <laughs> your positivity, and I have to get you back on later in the season. Anytime. I'm so proud of myself. You told us 20 to 30 minutes, and we are under 30 minutes. Hell when yeah. have I ever done that? When have I done that? I'm excited. <laughs> I guess that's what happens when the Niners lose. I'm just bummed. I'm he's speechless. Sad. Yeah, I just, he's, I, he's just speechless. <laughs> I'm sad, man. It's a bummer. It's a bummer, but hey, it, it's okay. The Niners are still good. They're still a playoff team. Considering the Super Bowl contender, we might might throw a spicy tweet out and throw it go to bed tonight. Might might throw out the like, are Ooh. we sure they're Super Bowl contender tweets? Okay. And then go to bed. See and what then happens. he's gonna wake up and like you know, think about it just, a little bit more, maybe like walk uh, it back a little as, as he gains more positivity. I'm just, yeah, I'm gonna wake up. At, way. At, I'm gonna wake up at 8 a.m. and just be like, this was a hypothetical, guys. Like, hypothetically, are we stripping them a Super Bowl contender title? But it doesn't feel good right now. Let's just say that. Yeah, this no, this, this is the beauty of week seven. This is the beauty of week seven because there's still seven there's seven so, ten more games there's so much there's ten more weeks there of is so yeah there there's is. so much time so so rob there d is. saying wtf and andrew taking away the super bowl contender there's ten more games for me to give it back it's it's the super bowl thank god the super bowl's not played week eight because the niners would not be contending for it this this is true but uh yeah they, there's still a chance so hopefully they can get their head back in the game here soon um, but you know, appreciate you guys tuning in again. Make sure you like this video, make sure you subscribe to the channel. Audio listeners, leave a rating, leave a review, would really appreciate it. Um, from me and from Andrew, have a great rest of your Monday night, folks. Peace.